Welcome to A Love Like This. I'm Abby, I'm Paige. And I'm Ben, and we are so glad that you are here. As we sit down each week with some amazing guests and close friends, our hope is that you would be encouraged to take heart in the troubles of this world and would start living a more abundant and fruitful life. This episode of A Love Like This is brought to you by Stonebreaker Lawyers. Stonebreaker Lawyers is a Christian law firm specializing in commercial and business law, wills and estate planning, and property contracting. If you're looking to purchase or sell a property, need a contract drafted, or just need a trusted legal advisor that shares similar faith values to you, visit stonebreakerlawyers.com.au. That's stone, B-R-A-K-E-R, lawyers.com.au. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of A Love Like This. This week we are joined in person, woohoo, it feels like forever, with one of our closest friends, Jessica Dawkins. We have such a cool story of how we met Jess and you'll hear all about it in this episode. We are just so blessed to have her come over and record this episode with us and this is one of my favourites. I always tell my closest friends that I know the friendship is from God when I feel closer to Him after just being with them and that is exactly how I feel with Jess. We spoke about so much in this episode. We spoke about her adventures of living in Phoenix, Arizona for five years going to high school in America and going to summer camp in Ojai, California. About her love for worship and what her songwriting process looks like, we also spoke about what worship means to us. We spoke about the armour of God, what it is and why we should wear it, as well as so much more. In case you don't know, we are giving away a copy of He Slash She Read Truth Bible. Originally, winners were going to be announced in this episode, but we've had so many people who want to enter, so we have decided to extend the giveaway until next Saturday, the 5th of March. To enter, all you need to do is join our mailing list over at alovelikethis.info and be subscribed on either Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Enjoy this incredible episode. It's been a while since we've had a guest in our little office here and we just were telling Jess, by the way, everyone listening, that there is no air conditioning um, in the office, so we are currently dying of sweat. Just melting slightly. <laughs> just melting, but um, we'll get through that, don't worry. If you sweat, like, we have a tissue box here, so <laughs> sorry to be disgusting, but just trying to be real here. Um, okay, Jess, we always love to just get the guests to just introduce themselves, tell the listeners a little bit about you, like what you do. Do you want to do that? Yes. <laughs> so I'm Jess, as you all know by now. I'm 20. I'm also a twin. Shout out, Matt, oh twin my brother. Oh, gosh. Shout out. Shout out. <laughs> twin twins. Um, I'm currently studying primary teaching at mm. ACU, which is a fun time. And I worship lead at our church. We have to tell listeners what happened. So pretty much everyone listening, we had a youth. Oh, you're going to tell us? Yeah, we had like, a youth sort of like, what would you call it? Like camp, but it wasn't. Yeah, like a summer camp, fest, you at camp, church. but at church, yeah. So Paige and I got invited to go on and I was really nervous because I didn't know like any of the youth leaders really well at all. And I don't know how we ended up sitting near each other, but Jess came over, I think, didn't you? Or I, I came honestly, up to you or something. I don't I don't know. even I think remember. I came up to a table that you were at with a bunch of people because That's I right. was like. No, I, we were I sitting on the couches. In, inside. Yes, the, you came over and sat on the mm-hmm. couch with me and some of my Connect girls. Yes, that's right. And I was sitting there and they kept talking about like America to Jess. I'm like, I'm sorry, how do you know so much about America? And Jess, we'll get into this in a second, but she told me that she lived there and I was like, what the heck? And then we started talking about America and how we had so much in common with America. And then she was like, oh yeah, and I'm a twin. I'm like, no way, I'm a twin. And then I was like, so what did you do after school? And you were like, well, I studied psychology for like a year after school. And I was like, oh my goodness, like Paige and I studied psychology for two years after school. I was like, so what are you doing now? And she's like, primary school teaching. I'm like, okay, 
we're studying primary school teaching. I was like, we're at. She's All like, ACU. I'm like, oh my things. gosh, I'm at AC. Like, after Abby, Christmas. Abby came home in the afternoon and was like, oh my gosh, we're literally the same person. <laughs> I'm just like, come on, it's crazy. And then the and then the question, I was like, all right, what's your favorite worship song? And you're like, Highlands by Hillsong. Um, Jess, you have such like a rich story. Like when you're telling me sort of bits and pieces, I was like, this is amazing. Like, I always love hearing people's stories who I just meet because it sounds like it can be made in a movie. Like I could see, I could so see your your life story being made in some kind of like teenage like kind of rom com slash like. Don't you think like really? No, I'm, that's yes, so fun. Like living overseas, like I can just I can see that. So because that's so intriguing, can you please tell our listeners your I guess like testimony slash like life story? Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. I grew up at Imaginations Church. Like I was been there my entire life my mum went there it's like when her and my dad got married they've been there it's like literally my entire life I have been at Imaginations Church so that's been so fun to like be there and like have that community for so long that's so good yeah and then in 2000 and oh I don't even know 2010 2011 um my parents were asked Oh, wait, I'm going to go back even further than that. So my dad was at a missions conference, right? And he's just sitting in the service and then he just randomly like felt like prompted by Holy Spirit to write down Phoenix, Arizona on a piece of paper and like didn't know what had had to do with anything or like like didn't know what it was about. He just like knew that he had to write it down and then he just tucked it in the back of his Bible and didn't tell anyone about it, like didn't even tell my mom like anything. And then like a year or two later, they got asked by Pastor Jack and Pastor Carol if they wanted to go start a church in Phoenix, Arizona. So just like I crazy. Right? I got goosebumps too. Yeah. yeah. Just like crazy, like only God can like make that happen stuff. Um, and then yeah, they prayed about it and they felt peace about it. And then so in 2012, we moved to Phoenix. So we started Imaginations Church, Phoenix, which is still there, even though we're back here. Um, that's run by who were our youth pastors, have now taken that on um, and they run the church. Um, But, yeah, so we were there for five and a half years and then end of 2017 we moved back to Australia and I've been back here since. How old were you when? So when we moved I was 11. Oh, we're the same age. Hello. You were like, what, in 2010 we were in year year 11, year four or year five? Yes, yeah, so I moved History. halfway through year five. And then their school year starts in August. Yeah, their that's school right. year doesn't start at the beginning yeah. of the year. So I skipped the second half of year five and just jumped straight up to year six. So you went to school there, obviously. Yeah. For some reason, I thought you were homeschooled or something. No, I went to school there. What, what was, was that, that like? like? <laughs> it was it was fun, but it was also wild being like an Australian because then you get all the stupid questions. Like people would ask us. Do you like, ride a kangaroo to school? No, like literally <laughs> multiple times. on the Barbie. Like, yeah, we oh got that gosh. as well. Yeah. Or, like, some girl asked me, she's, like, obviously she knew nothing about Australia. Mm-hmm. But she's, like, do you guys have, like, electricity? And she's, like, do you guys live in huts or do you live in houses? And I was, like, um, oh my I don't gosh. know how to answer this without <laughs> bursting out laughing. She would have no idea, hey. Like, so, like no, cities here. <laughs> and, like, people, like, someone someone said to me one time, we're in the middle of science class. We must have been talking about, like, hurricanes or tornadoes or something. Yeah. And they were, like, if a hurricane went through Australia, like, it, or a tornado went through Australia that would, like, destroy the whole country, right? And I was like, definitely not. I was like, do you know how big Australia is? It's like, no, it's, like, super small. I'm like, have you seen a world map? Like, no, no my I goodness. Like, 
like I was just like, like no, baffled. I haven't. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, how do you think that? Like they think Australia is super tiny. That's oh my goodness. And yeah. I'm like, oh, that's so funny. No definitely, way. definitely not. What was it like being high school? Did you go to a public high school? Yeah, I did. What was that? What was it like? like? I mean, I feel like it's probably the same as like public high schools here. Like, you know, you have like. Like, obviously, it wasn't a Christian environment. So people swearing, people getting drunk, people, like, smoking weed in the bathrooms. Like, it was definitely, like, a big learning curve, especially because I, like, I grew up at Penrith Christian School. Like, I grew up going to a Christian school. And so then to go to Phoenix, it was all right in middle school, but, like, then when I got to high school, it was, like, whoa. Like, this is, like, this is, like, the rest of the world. Like, it was just huge for me to wrap my brain around. But Mm. then it was also really cool to then like meet people and like become friends with non-Christians because like growing up in a Christian school, most of us were Christian. And so like I had never really had the opportunity before to become friends with people who aren't Christian and like share Jesus with them. Like I had never had that space or that opportunity before. Wow. Yeah, that's So cool. that was really cool in that aspect to then be like, oh, okay, like now I actually have to put like what I know like into, practice. into practice yeah that's so <laughs> that's cool. such a cool story like to have I feel like it was such a god moment though meeting you Jess because this is what's crazy actually yes let's tell listeners this so I mean look I I every time on the podcast I spill the beans like I'm an open book I'll just tell everybody everything but I started a prayer war in my room and I wanted to be so intentional with my prayer life like specific prayers and then when they get answered I will date it and be like god Oh my goodness, you did that. One of the prayers that I had written up was like, I just, I pray for like a Christian best friend who's like in my church who I can do life with. Cause like that friend to me is currently living in Queensland right now. She'll be back soon, but, and then we can have a full group of us. But I was really praying. I just really wanted like great Christian friends around me, even though I've got like connect group and stuff like that. But to have someone who, I guess has a lot in common with me would have been like really, really special. And um, we had that encounter at Summerfest. I was like, what the heck? Like, I think this is like the, Jesus, this is what we were praying about. (laughs) (laughs) This is the one. (laughs) So that was like really, really special. I just had to mention that just for everyone's sake. Yeah. And I was like, sorry, I I was praying about like the same thing as well. Like at that same time, I was like, God, like I really want some more like Christian friends that I can just like do life with and have like the same like values as me and like we just like get along really well and then like literally like a few weeks later it's, it's like so cool we met oh my it's gosh wild. it's so wild oh my goodness so and then I think too in that though it like even just meeting you and having conversations with you you probably don't even realize this but I feel like my eyes have just been kind of like awakened to like the reality of like just what God can do because my dream like I Paige and I like love summer camps like I would love to own a summer camp one day or volunteer at it or something just do something related how cool would that be and I was just like meeting you who like what you went to Ojai and like I love Ojai California so much out of all places you could have gone I was like what the heck I didn't think anybody else knew where Ojai was and it's just I don't know I just think it's really really cool so yeah I was so shocked when you were like Ojai like I know where that is and I'm like how the heck do you know where that is? <laughs> yeah, so you're a worship leader. When did you develop your love for worship? You're also really talented and I'm a little bit jealous. It's not fair. <laughs> um, honestly, it wasn't like a specific moment. My whole family is very musical. And so growing up, my dad was the worship pastor at Imaginations. So like I grew up like going to practices and like watching him lead the team and watching him worship and I don't know, my house was just like always filled with like worship music and Christian songs. And so I don't know, I feel like it's kind of just like in my DNA. 
like the first time I joined a worship team was in year five, right before I left. I joined the kids' church worship team and I was like, I remember going to my first practice. I was so terrified but so excited because I was like, I get to be singing and jumping around on the stage and <laughs> little Jess was very excited about it. Did you it. get a microphone? But yeah. See, that's exciting. That's, I was did exciting, so I got to hold the microphone and it was great. We did choir, I think in like year five or year six and we got in and I was really happy about it. As cool as that. <laughs> that, is, that is really, really cool. Cause like, I was going to ask you, what was your first, I guess, so as you know, did you worship lead when you were overseas as well? Yeah. So you that did? was when I first started worship leading. So we, when we first started in church Phoenix, we were just in a school and we would use their like gymnasium, like their sports center, whatever you call it. Um, a really big, really echoey looking back. It was really funny, but like, that was like the space that we had. Um, And like, I would get up and I would like sing, like my dad would lead worship and I would just get up and like sing with him and sing harmonies. And then one day he was like, why don't you lead this song? And I was like, I don't know. That's scary. (laughs) Yeah. But I did it and I just fell in love with it. Oh my God. Did you do singing lessons? I did for like a year. I did singing lessons. I'm I'm sorry. In year 11 or year 12, like right before my HSE for music, I got some singing lessons. Um, was a good friend, but. But what does worship mean to you? I don't like, it's hard to put into words. Cause I feel like worship is so much like in terms of, cause like what is worship and what is worship leading? Like, yes, they go hand in hand, but they're also like two different things. Mm-hmm. So like for me, worship is just like, I don't know. It's just like spending time with God and like focusing on him, pressing into him and, I don't know. I think as a songwriter as well, like I really look at the lyrics of the songs that I'm singing and I like use them almost as like a prayer. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yes. Like, yes. I don't know how else to describe it. Cause it's yeah, like, no, I'm no. singing like my prayer, like through mm-hmm. the lyrics mm-hmm. of the song. Sorry to interrupt this incredible conversation, but we just wanted to take a quick moment to thank the sponsor of this episode, Stonebreaker Lawyers. Headed by Jonathan Stonebreaker, Stonebreaker Lawyers offers a variety of affordable legal and property contracting services founded on strong Christian values. For our younger listeners, purchasing or selling a property can be an absolute minefield. Having someone you can trust and with the right knowledge, particularly when it comes to contracts, is so important. For our older listeners, it might be time to sit down and revisit your wills and estate plans. Having someone who shares similar faith values to you can make a world of difference when it comes to legal matters, particularly those that involve family, small businesses, charities, and churches. We've seen firsthand the care, compassion, and competence that John and his team put into all of their client interactions. If you'd like to learn more, visit stonebreakerlawyers.com.au. That's stone, B-R-A-K-E-R, lawyers.com.au. Enjoy the rest of this amazing episode. It's you. It's so into like you can't you can't actually explain like, it. That's I why can't it's such a hard question. Put it into words. You can't like. But when I think about the moments I've had in worship, I'm like I'm seeing these lyrics, but it's like reaffirming like his love for me, my love for him, and what he is and everything that he does. And it's just it's all encompassing and it's just it's a lot. Like it's like you experience his presence. But I think too like worship is like. It, it doesn't just have to be like through songs or anything. It's like the posture of like your heart. It's, behind it's a what lifestyle. You do. Yes. Like worship outside of a church context. It's the way that you live your life and it's the way that you're glorifying God through the way that you live, which is like, you know, like the Bible talks about like lukewarm 
Christians. It's like we don't want to be like just worshipping God in church and then like not worshipping him in our day-to-day life. Like as Christians, like we really want to be striving to be worshipping him in everything that we yeah. do. so good. That's so good, Jess. That's so good. So you said that you're a songwriter. Yes. How you do it? <laughs> Tell us what is the process like writing? Because your songs that you've written that we've seen at um, youth are just like, what? Just wrote this? What? I mean, it's believable, but I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so amazing. What is it? Yeah, what's that process like? I don't know. Like, it, <laughs> it changes for song to song. So, like, these, like, the past two songs that I've written that are like church songs, um, for those ones, I think I started with like lyrics and a melody. And then, like, from there, I, like, went and found, like, the chords that, like, go behind that. So, like, sometimes it's, like, in moments of worship, like, I'll just get, like, like lyrics and a melody and I'll just, like, write them down on my phone. Or, like, if I'm at home, I'll, like, sing it in, like, a voice memo. And then when I'm, like, okay, I actually think I have enough to, like, like put a song together, then I, like, will go through, like, all my different notes and stuff and just, like, see, like, what themes go together. Um, but then sometimes I just sit down and I just will write like the song without pulling from different notes. It'll just be like, I'll just sit down and write a song. So the songs that you wrote for youth and that, did yeah. you, gosh, I'm going to get my terms so mixed up right now. That's okay. Okay. So the instruments and things that play in the background. Yes. How did that happen? Like, did you get with the youth band and they like, like, did you write those notes? Is that how it works? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Yes and no. Okay. It, de- it depends who you are. For me, like I can play guitar, but like not very well. So I am not like, the person who like writes all the cool instrument parts because I just don't have enough knowledge in that area. So for for your moving, um, I wrote the basic lyrics and melody and um, chords for that one actually. And then I went to Leo and Jonah and then we workshopped it from there. It's so like they like added different chords or like we changed a few lyrics or like whatever and like we just like – workshopped it a bit and then that's what we did for that one I literally just realized something you're both so like because you and Leo are so musically talented and then Jonah and Sarah yeah are also and then Bethany and Connor all the musical couples all the musical <laughs> couples that's like amazing that oh, I'm just I want I wish like uh, you know what next time you write a song can you tell me so I can just sit and watch how it happens because yep, it's you know. so interesting to me well, like because sometimes it like happens all in one go like with Down From Heaven I wrote that in two different settings so, like, I started writing it and then I, like, forgot about it for a while and then I came back and finished it. So I finished that one in two goes. But with your moving, that was one that, like, I, like, went through all my different, like, notes in my phone and I was like, yeah, I want to talk about this or, yeah, I want to include this and piece it together. But then we're down from heaven. I had – I think I had, like, the first verse, the chorus and a bridge and then I had to come back and, like, write the second verse and, like, I edited the bridge a little bit, I think, and then Leo – came over and like wrote the chords for that one. I love wow. that it's, song. It's playing in the it's back of my so head right good. now. <laughs> I you absolutely sing love it. that song. Go. No way. Are you kidding? We're going to just do a live performance. <laughs> um, that would actually be really cool. It would be cool. Just sing, go. No, no, no. Like as in <laughs> like get like people with like instruments as well. Or like a vibe. I just worship. thought of that. Yeah, have like have Leo come in. That actually be so sick. Um, okay, so I did a little bit of like a weird thing when I got asked to be a part of youth and I was like stalking the YouTube channel and I came across this one random like Friday night live, whatever it's called, and you were doing like the message, a little preach about it. Oh yes. And I That's love my what you're talking preach, about. By the way. You absolutely killed it. <laughs> and I love what you were talking preaching. about because 
It's so good. I was because, terrified. Um, no. <laughs> it's a scary thing. It's really scary. Well, because, I I, feeling. because it was like pre-recorded, I was just talking to a camera. Oh, that's hard. I, I just don't which, like being like, like on camera. That's hard. Which we can't engage. It was easy because then I didn't have to like think about people, but then it was hard because like there was like no crowd you reaction make one to like contact feed you. off of. That's actually facts because like when you're talking to a camera, you're just looking at the one thing. But if it's an audience, like you're looking around, like you're moving, you're – I just love that Leo was a part of it <laughs> by the yeah, end of it. I like forced him to the be panel. a part of it. I was like, Leo, like this is like the night before. I'm like, how would you feel about me dressing you up in a bunch of random things? And he was like – uh, I guess. And I was like, great. I'll take that as a yes. Yeah, you're, you're in it now. <laughs> he, was, he was pretty keen. It's so good. It was so good. But you were talking about the armor of God. And I want to talk about this for a second because this has been a really reoccurring thing, which is crazy because Beth briefly spoke about it before you, like our first night. And then I was on Pinterest and I came across like a full on diagram of it because I was so determined to learn it. I'm like, I want to learn the armor of God so that every day when I wake the, up. We know it now. Uh, Okay. Armor of salvation, Armor of salvation yeah. breastplate of righteousness, Excellent. sword of the spirit, sword of the spirit, shield of, shield of faith, belt of truth, shoes of, of peace. Shoes of yeah. peace. Okay, cool. Got it. <laughs> so I just I try to like remember it, but and then hearing you talk about it, I'm like, oh my goodness! Like the armor of God is such a beautiful thing, and it's yeah. it's just really good to like. I don't think we've ever spoken like had conversations about the armor of God like on our podcast before. Like we've touched on like peace and like. Having like, like the individual the individual things. things, but like not, you know, the all rounding sort of armor of God. Yeah. So um, you and we're just then we we're talking about being lukewarm. I guess like why, why is the armor of God so important? Like why do we have to wear it first off and then to walk in that armor? Like nice <laughs> to walk in that in uni, in church, in work. Like how do you do that? Yeah. Well, the reason that like I preached about it at youth was because I was the, like the exact same thing as what you're just talking about. Like it's not really talked about. Like for me growing up, I heard it a lot in kids church and then I got to youth and then like now I'm a youth leader and I was like, I feel like this hasn't been talked about in so long and it's so important because I like for me, like waking up in the morning and like, you know, thinking about like, okay, like this is what I'm doing. This is what I'm putting on today. It sets your whole mindset for your whole day. And then you can go, I don't know, like for me, like then I can go into my day knowing, okay, like I know that God's got me. Like, it's just a reminder of like, you know, like belt of truth. Like I've got God's word with me today. Like shoes of peace. Like, okay, God, like I'm going to rely on your peace today. And it just like frames my whole mindset and like outlook for that day. So like, like if like something difficult happens that day, or even if it's a good day, then like I have that lens to look through, like almost like you're putting on like a pair of glasses and it's like, these are like, that's the lens that I'm like going to look through today. And I guess like if you, yeah. And I guess like if you start your morning off by praying, like, I don't know, I just thought of it this way. If you like, God, like I'm putting on like the helmet of salvation and, and stuff like that. It's like something supernatural happens. Do you know what I mean? Like you're, you're spiritually, like you're putting on something that is going, it's called armor for a reason. Like it's going to protect you. I think it's, it's not a reason why it's called like, sorry, there is a very strong, (laughs) sorry. It's a great, um, I guess, not analogy, but picture to put, to wear the armor of God. Like you think about a, a knight or a soldier or whatever, they wear armor as protection in the world and wherever they're going. Like, I think that's so it's just so good. And you're so right about how it's not talked about. Cause I think we heard it once when I was at, in high school, briefly in a Bible lesson that Tash was speaking on. I remember all she said was like something about the helmet of salvation, 
and then I just kind of tuned out. Like I didn't really listen to it. But it's so true because it's so important. It's so important. And like you said, like it's like it's protection. It's protection against like the lies of the enemy or attacks of the enemy that you may encounter like not just like that day but like throughout your life. Like it's a daily thing that we have to do. It's not like, a, oh, I'm having a bad day, so I'm going to put on the armor of God. Mm. It's like it's something that we've got to do. you got to gear up before. Every single day. Fight. Yeah. Even before the gear fight, up before, before the war begins. Like, go out. Yes, literally. Yeah. I love that. I love um because the, like the only time it had been brought up again was what Beth said before youth. And I love the way that she put it as in like she's like we walk in the peace and then like the belt of truth holds us together. Yeah. And then like this, what's the the sword of the spirit is like what I guess we well, use like to like defend fight. ourselves. And then, and then like obviously shield of faith to like guide us like and protect us. And then breastplate of righteousness is like who we are in like protects our heart. And then helmet of salvation is like who we are. Like we are saved. And, and say, like protects yeah. your mind. Protects our mind, mind with lies. that mindset yeah. of having. Yeah. Well, like with the helmet of salvation, like talking about like it's who we are. Part of what I went through in that sermon, I was talking with my dad in like preparation. So I knew I wanted to talk about the armor of God, but I didn't know like how I was going to say or like what exactly I was going to say. So I was just like brainstorming with him and we were just talking about it. And he was like, yeah, he was doing research on the armor of God um, like a few years back. Um, like he was, I, I don't know if he was just researching it out of curiosity or if it was for a sermon series or what it was. Um, but he was talking about the helmet of salvation and he was talking about, you know, back in ancient times and they would wear like those like helmets, like whether it had like, you know, like the ones like the red, like fuzzy, yeah. like mohawk thing on top. Yeah. But like depending on what helmet they were wearing, that's how you could determine what side of the battle someone was on. Like each like, um, like country or like whatever it was, like had their like own distinct helmet because that would make sure that you weren't like killing one of your own men or like fighting one of your own men. It's like in the same way, like with like the helmet of salvation, like that's what we as Christians put on to be like, no, I'm set apart. Yeah. Like like that's what you identify. That's exactly. That's, that is your identity. Wow. Oh my goodness. That's amazing. What's your favorite Bible verse and why? (laughs) (laughs) Changing gears for a second. (laughs) It kind of changes from season to season. Like I don't have like one set, favorite bible verse but at the moment um it's philippians 4 6 to 7 in the amplified so i'll read it out um do not be anxious or worried about anything but in everything every circumstance and situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving continue to make your specific requests known to god and the peace of god the peace that the peace which reassures the heart that peace which transcends all understanding that peace which stands guard over your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus is yours. Wow, I love that translation. I love the Amplified. That's it is sick. my favorite. I think moment. we had a conversation about this. I'm gonna have to get my hands on one of those, even though I already have 50 Bibles. But whatever. <laughs> Me um, too. <laughs> why? Why is that your favorite verse at the moment? I think at the moment there's just been a lot of like life changes and a lot of like just random things that have like come up in my life that I didn't see coming or like I didn't feel like prepared for or like prepped for and like for a while like I was just like spiraling I was like overwhelmed by everything going on by all the change and I was like God I I don't know what I'm doing like I don't know what's happening and it was just like a fear spiral Mm -hmm. like it wasn't even a thing of like I I didn't know what to do but it was like I didn't know how to do I didn't like it was just all based on fear and I have this verse like printed up with a few other verses on my wall and I was like reading over it and I was like, okay, I need to actually like put this into practice. Um, I was in connect. Uh, what day is today? Thursday. I was in connect. It was Monday or Tuesday night. 
and we were talking um, and somebody said, like, if you have time to think about it, you have time to pray about it. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> like, which is so, it's so true, but, like, it's so easy to forget that, like, everything that we're thinking about we can actually, like, take to God and pray about. Like, for me, sometimes, like, I will just go into a spiral of thoughts and concerns and worries and then, like, I'll ask someone else, be like, oh, can you be praying for me? Yeah. Like, I'm really stressed. And then I'll actually yeah. forget to, like, pray myself. I'm exactly the same. I'm exactly the same. Yeah. And it sounds so silly. It's like, how could you forget to pray? But it, it just happens. Um, so that's been a verse that I've been, like, clinging to lately. That it's like, no, like, don't be worried. Don't be anxious. But, like, give it to God because actually he's got it in control and in his timing whether we feel like it's how we want it to go or not. Like, that doesn't matter. Like, yeah, it's yeah. it's all about how like what God wants for us and how that's going to happen is all in his way, in his timing. Wow. That is so amazing. Sorry. I'm not trying to, I'm trying to be interactive but at the same time. I'm like trying to listen because <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's so good. And I love that version so much, how it describes all that yeah, you that can goes, have. And then that saying deep, it's yours. Yeah. Like that actually is yours. Like, yeah. and that thing that you said about thinking, like when you th- you have time to think you actually have time to pray that's so convicting to me too because I feel like I have to separate my time like I have all these thoughts and all these worries and all this stuff going in my head or I'm overthinking or whatever and then I come to God in prayer and I close my eyes I'm like wait what am I actually praying about again yeah (laughs) can you imagine like with all that because I do a lot of thinking you're probably both of you are probably exactly the same imagine if like all the thinking that we do was like as like we prayed that much no right what would change? Everything would change. I know. Like it's wild. Yeah. That's- like when I heard it, I was like mind blown. Like, cause it's such a simple thing. Yeah. But such like a life changing yeah, thing at the same time. Wild. I was like, Whoa. I've like never actually thought about prayer that way. Like, like for, for me, like a lot of time, like I'll sit down and I'm like, okay, I'm going to pray. And like, yes, I'll like pray like on the go and be like, Oh God, I really like need your help with this. But it was just like, if you have time to think about it, like if I have time to be sitting there and spiraling about it, I could actually be praying about it and stopping the fear spiral. That's so good. Imagine having that, I guess, as a pattern, like this pattern yeah. that you can create in your brain to every time that you think you can actually pray. I don't know why I didn't think about that before. Me too. I didn't yeah. like silly when I heard about it. Because I, I don't know about you guys, but I almost feel like, because in my brain, like prayer is just so separate to like thinking and prayer always has to be like, Sometimes prayer feels like it like has to be like this like premeditated, pre like thought out thing. And you do it like once a day and that's that. But imagine just like imagine every single thought that you have, like, oh, even my like my hair wasn't doing what I wanted it to do. I was just like, <laughs> God, just like bless my <laughs> It's so true though. Like I, oh I used to God. think too that prayer was like so reverent. And I'd only do it like when I wake up or when I go to bed, like in my quiet time moments. I I really do like during my day now that I think about it. And sometimes I feel convicted because I feel like it's a, like an exchange where it's like, okay, God, I'm sitting here in your presence. I'm asking you to pray. And then you just do whatever you have to do. And it was Rebecca Lance who said in, in her recent video of like, how often do we just sit? Like how often do you just sit with a thought to wait to hear from God, wait to hear him speak through his word, wait to hear from what he wants to say in our hearts through the Holy Spirit. Like we don't do that enough or even through worship. Like it comes back to worship that he can speak through us through that. And I think so often we're just so quick to pray and then quick to leave. Like, sorry, do what I had to do. See you later. Or be like pending. Like it'll, the thought will come or whatever. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, it'll get there or whatever. 
And then I actually get tired. I'm <laughs> like, and I don't want that. I want to be fully alive, fully energetic. Like, well, like when yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Pray, yeah. Praying at night is really dangerous to mm. me, especially if I'm like laying in bed, like before I go to sleep. Like, mm. I have to pray with my eyes open. Yes. Or I will fall asleep. I literally <laughs> did that last night. Do you know what Mia said? I think when she was younger, like, I don't know. I think she was like, this was when she was a Catholic, but she was talking to one of her friends. She's like, I feel like every time I pray, I just fall asleep. And they're like, well, when you're like a little girl and you're in your dad's arms, and like you, like you fall asleep in your dad's arms, and like he's not gonna. Why'd you fall asleep? You're not talking to me. It's like yeah, God doesn't get angry thing. at us. <laughs> he really doesn't. But that's so true. Because not to go on too much of a tangent, but I did wake up literally five o'clock. Like last night, I was praying. Like Holy Spirit, wake me up at five o'clock in the morning because I love Holy just Spirit having like activate. <laughs> Holy Spirit, activate. Like <laughs> um, I really. <laughs> You've seen that, right? You know what? That was in my head this morning. I was like, Holy Spirit, activate. Get me out of bed. But I really wanted to just like launch myself out of bed, get in my Bible because I know that those mornings are life-changing for me. Yeah. And it was so hard for me to do it this morning. But um, I I literally did that this morning. I'm like, I need to pray with my eyes wide open, wide open. Like just pretend Jesus is sitting in front of me. Otherwise, I'm just going to fall asleep. Yeah. (laughs) It was so tempting. It happens. Um, Okay, Jess, last question. We ask our guests this question every single week. But um, if you could tell your younger self, you can choose age, um, anything, what would you tell her? I was trying to come up with an answer for this earlier and I was sitting and I was talking to Leo and I was like, there's so many things that I could say about so many different circumstances. I was trying to come up with something that like sums up like a good chunk of my life. And I think for me, like only recently within the past few years have I really found like my confidence in who I am as a person. Um, it took me a long time to like stop comparing myself to other people or like assuming what other people are thinking of me like without even like actually knowing what they're thinking of. I'm like oh they're probably thinking this about me because they're not talking to me or like oh they gave me a sideways look so like they must think I'm this or they must think I'm that so I guess my piece of advice to my younger self would be is to stop caring what everyone else thinks or what you think that they think because at the end of the day like that it actually doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't matter what people think about you. It doesn't matter what they say about you. Like, if you have been created by God, the one who created the entire universe, and if he has a plan and a purpose for you, nothing that anyone else can think or say could ever change that. Thank you.
We know this was pretty much just a candid conversation, but guys, Jess is so incredibly genuine and her everyday stories and perspectives teach us so much about life and Jesus. Aside from being the coolest worship leader we know, Jess is such an intelligent songwriter and musician. We hope from this episode you took away that worship and praise is a form of prayer, to never stray away from opportunity. And lastly, the importance of putting on your armor of God every day. We'll catch you guys next Saturday.